Hello, this is Josh Banner with The Invitation. This is your invitation to an extended summer retreat. That's what I am here to invite you to. In the past, The Invitation podcast has offered bits of this and bits of that. But this summer retreat will be a series of consecutive episodes for you to commit to. So this is a summer-length journey that you're invited to join me on. And what will this look like? This summer retreat will be roughly five to six episodes, including this retreat here. The summer-length retreat will extend from this end of May through August. Four of these episodes will move through prayers of the great commandment that we would love God with all of ourselves. Prayers of heart, mind, soul, and strength. I'm excited to have a handful of younger pastors and friends who are going to join me for spiritual conversations on the microphone to talk about their own journeys this summer. You and I can't meet together in person, but my hope is that these group discussions with these friends will help you feel more involved. So this summer retreat content, I hope, will be more raw, honest, and searching. We will not be presenting our expertise, but instead we will be coming with our weaknesses, confusions, and the challenges we have in prayer. And to further inspire us to pray this summer, in a few days, I will be releasing a conversation I just had with Chuck DeGroat, who's the professor of pastoral care, counseling, and Christian spirituality at Western Theological Seminary here in Holland, Michigan. I turned to Chuck because of his book, Wholeheartedness, Busyness, Exhaustion, and Healing the Divided Self. And in that book, Chuck gets at what we are aiming for here in this summer retreat. Wholeheartedness is what this retreat is about. How to integrate ourselves and to become whole. In the Gospel of Matthew chapter 5, and then in 1 Peter chapter 1, we are instructed to be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect. To be perfect, that can be read to be whole. And the first Peter passage translates to holy. To be perfect is to be whole. And to be whole is to be holy. Yet our aim here in this summer retreat is for you to first identify your own spirituality type. You might be familiar with the Enneagram It continues to gain tremendous traction for self-understanding. I use the Enneagram in my practice of spiritual direction, and I find it invaluable. If you're not familiar with the Enneagram, no worries. I have found that the scheme of heart, mind, soul, and strength of the great commandment in Mark 12, I find that this is often more approachable for the people in the church who especially appreciate having biblical sources directly connected with their worship and prayer. 
The idea is that some of us are more head and mind people. Others are effective, emotional heart people. Others of us want to do the kingdom in action and service through strength. And finally, the soul people, those mysterious people who prefer stillness, solitude, and quiet. Some of us are soul people. Moving through the summer retreat then should help you learn more about yourself, about your own unique spiritual design, and for you to sink more deeply into your own prayer, your own unique love relationship with Jesus. Some might wonder why we should bother with self-knowledge. Chuck and I discussed this to some extent in the upcoming episode. And he observed there that some are rightly reluctant to make too much of themselves because the point of Christian practice is God-knowledge, God-worship, and not self-worship. The difficulty here is that we worship God through ourselves. To love God, we need to humble ourselves. And without sufficient self-knowledge, we can't fully understand how ourselves get in the way of our perceptions of God. So please stay tuned for the next episode to consider the relationship between God-knowledge and self-knowledge. And the other objective of this summer retreat is to stretch ourselves by exploring ways of praying that are outside of our comfort zones, all for the sake of becoming whole, holy, integrated selves. In that odd, quirky movie, Junebug, the actress Amy Adams, her character says it this way to her difficult husband. He's in the basement screaming his lungs out because he can't find his favorite VHS tape of meerkats. And Amy Adams' character screams at him, God loves you just the way you are, but he loves you too much to let you stay that way. So this summer retreat, our two goals, to discover more about ourselves, but then to grow outside of ourselves, to stretch beyond ourselves. So please consider yourself invited. On the last update episode, I gave a shout out to listeners from various parts of the world the United Arab Emirates being one of those countries. And it was so great that that listener from the UAE sent me an email to say hello. I really enjoy getting these emails from several of you who have questions or a thought or a word of encouragement. I'm very delighted and amazed at the community that's growing around this podcast. It's a community of regular listeners. And so this extended retreat is an offering for this growing community to join together in an even more intentional, extended way, to go further and deeper together. And I understand that this is the reason why you're listening now. I understand that you have some sort of suspicion that there is more of God for you to know, more of His love to receive and to enjoy. So before we move any further, let's slow down to create some time and space for God right now. 
The invitation functions out of this conviction that it is better to pray than to talk about prayer. We will be talking about prayer throughout this summer, but we will talk about prayer confessing that our ideas about prayer, that our ideas even about God, they are small and limited compared to the actual presence of God. I am especially fond of the maxim of Evagrius Ponticus of the 4th century. He says that to practice theology is to pray, and to pray is to do theology. And what is theology after all? But the study of God and what we do in prayer is to search the face of God. So it is better to be with God than it is to talk about God. And you and I have this sneaking suspicion that there is more for us to know and receive in a relationship with God. And that this knowledge of God, this receiving from Him, is all about being with Him and of lingering in God's presence and love. And isn't that what we do in the summer? We try to find ways to linger and enjoy each other's presence. And if we do that with each other, how can we do that more intentionally and freely with Jesus this summer? So now I ask you for your prayer. Is it better to be with God than to talk about God? Do you believe that? Talk with him about what brings you to the Invitation Podcast. Why are you listening today? What is it that you seek? Are you hungry for God? Do you have a yearning somewhere inside of yourself for something more lovely and more true than what you already know? Do you look around and have a sense that the world could be better? Do you look inside yourself and wonder if I can be better? My wife, Susanna, and I moved to Holland, Michigan in 2006. Six years later, by the summer of 2012, we looked at our lives, at how exhausted we were, and we decided that we needed to make a commitment to going to the beach each Friday, even if it was just for an hour. We live only about 20 minutes from a couple great access points to Lake Michigan. And the western coast of Michigan all along the lake, it's some 300 miles. It's called the Gold Coast. For those of you who have never been here, it may be hard for you to imagine that the beaches in the Midwest could be anywhere as enjoyable as Florida, North Carolina, or California. But it's quite stunning here. 
the sand dunes, the fresh water bordered by evergreens. These beaches have their own freshwater, Michigan crisp air refreshment. People travel here from all over the world for a reason. Susanna and I had lived here for six years, just 20 minutes away, but we couldn't get out to the beach very often. That summer in 2012, we went to the beach more times than the six years combined. And this is the way many of us experience prayer. We experience a generalized sense of guilt about prayer. We know prayer is available. We know God is just over the horizon, over that next hill. He's just a hop, skip, and a jump away. All I need to do is to be intentional and go rest with Him and to talk with Him. But I don't get to that lovely place as often as I'd like to, as often as I know I should. And if this speaks to you, there is no shame for you. There is only new and fresh mercy for you this morning. There's only an invitation to goodness. C.S. Lewis, in his most powerful sermon, The Weight of Glory, he famously says, It would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in the slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. Chances are you are familiar with this section of Lewis's sermon, but let's slow down here and consider these words prayerfully with discernment. Lewis writes, It would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. How strong are your desires? What do you desire? Who do you desire? We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition. What are you fooling around with? If not sex and ambition, is there something else that you are preoccupied with? What do you give most of your attention to throughout the day? 
Lewis continues, When infinite joy is offered us, like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. Do you have a sense of Jesus' invitation to infinite joy? Can you imagine deep, soul-satisfying love for you? Is this joy more than a nice idea? Is it a true reality that God is extending to you right now? And finally, Lewis says, we are far too easily pleased. Are you too easily pleased? Have you become bored in your faith? Is your faith stuck? Has it come to a standstill because you are too busy to sit still and to be with Jesus? And so this is where we begin with the summer retreat journey. We begin with honest confession. What can you say to Jesus about the state of your soul? What do you need to surrender? What would you like to die to? And now I invite you to notice, as you make this confession, notice what is happening inside of you. Is your mind racing with thoughts? Good thoughts? Bad thoughts? Confusing thoughts? Is your mind working to try to make sense of what is happening inside of you and around you? Do you return to abstract ideas about God? Or are you experiencing surges of emotion, either emotions of love and hope, or even emotions of soul sickness and fear? Perhaps you're experiencing both elation and excitement about what is ahead, while also feeling a sense of inadequacy and the despair of doubt. Some of you may not be entertaining specific thoughts or emotions at all. You might be experiencing a sense that in confession, it's time for you to get quiet and to trust patiently. There may be no major surges of emotion or no particular ideas swimming around inside your mind, but instead you simply don't know to do anything other than to wait patiently in a quiet, careful hush and you want to let God be God, because for you, God is a mystery beyond anything tangible.
and others of you are experiencing specific movements in your gut, in your will. You've either heard this invitation to the summer retreat, and now you are determined and you're ready. You're saying to yourself, let's go. Let's do this. Let's accomplish and build something, you might be saying to yourself. Or, on the other hand, there may be some serious resistance inside of yourself. You are saying, nope, I don't want to. Nope, no summer retreat. It's not possible. I don't want to do this. Notice that as you prayed a prayer of confession, there was some particular way that you uniquely engaged that confession, either with your mind, your heart, your soul, or your strength. And so here you are paying attention to your inner self. In the prison practice that I'm involved in, Inside of E.C. Brooks Correctional, we've learned to say that in the silence and stillness of prayer, we are listening to how we are listening. It is incredible to journey with my friend Gary, who's been in prison longer than I've been alive. On the Enneagram, Gary is a five. Or the other way to say it with our vocabulary here for the summer retreat is to say that Gary has a mental, a mind spirituality. When we pray, Gary can get stuck because his first instinct is to figure God out with his head. This causes him to become aloof and distant instead of allowing himself to sink richly into the presence of God. And these days, Gary is talking regularly about how he has to check himself, how he has to listen to how he is listening. His mind is good. God wants to fill his mind. But Gary is learning to stretch outside of his logic and reason to trust love in the present moment. So what about you? Who are you? What's your spirituality type? How do you pray? Are you mental like Gary or more emotional and heart expressive? Are you a builder, an activist, a doer who is interested in strength? Or are you a contemplative by design who values mystery, solitude, and silence in nature? How does your spirituality type help you pray? And how does it hinder you? How can you then stretch yourself to grow and to become more whole, to become holy? This is the direction we are heading this summer with the extended retreat. You are invited to come along the journey as you're able by grabbing snatches of time here and there on your own. But you might want to practice this retreat with a spouse, 
a spiritual friend, maybe even a small group. I encourage you to be very intentional here. Be intentional about how you can approach this retreat. This is often accomplished by committing to a shared practice. That's why we have book groups or exercise partners to go to the gym with. We want to attend to certain disciplines, but we know that we can't do it alone. If you haven't listened to the last episode, episode 22, please go back and give that a listen. In that episode, I tell the story of the Invitation Podcast last two years and how it connects to the prison practice and the local church. I now have a tax ID, and tonight is the first official board meeting for the Invitation as a nonprofit so that we can file for our 501c3. We want to take the invitation to a new level of sustainability. And I'm encouraged to have had some inquiries about how to set up recurring monthly donations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That is so appreciated. We do want your financial support. And as we are getting all of the infrastructure in place, before we make more substantial asks for financial support, We want to go deeper with you in this summer retreat. So here are some things you can do in the meantime. Please share the Invitation Podcast with friends, family, even your local church. Use social media or whatever creative ideas you have to help us get the word out and to invite people to join this summer retreat. One listener recently wrote me. He said, I don't feel like I can invite people my age to my church. The podcast is so easy for me to be excited to share with people. Recently, I had someone text me out of the blue. He said he's trying to reconnect with his faith. And for some reason, I just sent him a link to the podcast. And a few days later, he said, Dude, that podcast is such a breath of fresh air. And to me, he said, this is key. He's trying to reconnect with his faith, and he doesn't want something watered down. What a good word. So another thing you can do is to please write reviews on iTunes as well. Those little personal testimonies can help convince people that this is a quality and a safe place to explore God. And please pray that the Spirit will extend the real invitation for people to come to Jesus and to know Him in ways that transform their lives. A next practical step for you to consider on this journey is to download the prayer guide I've put together. It's 40 Ways to Spend 5 Minutes with God. It's a short but dense little prayer guide encourage you to spend some time familiarizing yourself with that language, heart, mind, soul, and strength. I'll be encouraging you to turn to that prayer guide as we move along throughout the summer. You can find 40 ways to spend five minutes with God at the invitationpodcast.org resource page. And then, of course, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the invitation And stay tuned for the next quick release of my conversation with Chuck DeGroat. 
Of course, you may very well want to spend the summer working through Chuck's book. That would be really helpful. I highly recommend it. At the end of my discussion with Chuck, I'll then offer you some very approachable ways to create time and space for God. This prayer journey towards God has to be approachable. It has to be light, hopeful, with a twinge of excitement in a way that fits into your summer of rest and play. And now, wouldn't that be fantastic? If we could develop a way of being playful and joyful in our prayer I leave you with Hosea 6, the message translation. This is the passage we used at the February Contemplative Retreat for pastors, and we'll continue to use it throughout the summer. Come on, let's go back to God. He hurt us, but He'll heal us. He hit us hard, but He'll put us right again. In a couple of days, we'll feel better. And by the third day, he'll have made us brand new, alive and on our feet, fit to face him. We're ready to study God, eager for God knowledge. As sure as dawn breaks, so sure is his daily arrival. He comes as rain comes, as spring rain refreshing the ground. Until next time, amen.